Hello, everyone. Thank you for uh, checking out this podcast. Uh, if you are turning this on and you did not go listen to part one of Michelle's interview, you should uh, turn this episode off and go listen to that one first, and then turn this one back on, and I'll be here uh, when you get back. So here we go with part two of Michelle Castro's interview. So moving on to music. What, what is music like when you're high? <laughs> okay. Oh, God. You know, it's funny when I smoke because I like to I love to work out in the mornings. I'll typically get up in the mornings. I'll have my tincture, my CBD tincture. That's like a 20 to one just as a nice little encapsulation for the cannabis. I'm about to like smoke. <laughs> um, and then I get into working out and my workout after my meditation will typically be consistent of dance hall, which is deep Jamaican dirty ass like. I'm going to bang you up, put your butt on this bump bump and let's do it. That's, that's where I go in my workouts because it feels good with the cannabis. And then, you know, there's sometimes where I'll be smoking in the afternoon and I just want to fucking chill and put on some Native American chants or some meditation shit or I'll tune myself. I do a lot of tuning forks too. So that takes on a whole different level too. So it just depends on the blend I choose to, uh, enjoy at that moment i guess i would say yeah and uh, on a very general sense um what is your experience of the music like when you're high opposed to when you're sober do you see or hear the music in a different way i think i feel it more more deeply it resonates with me there's been times when i've been really really um in tune with the plants and gotten myself to a place where my brain is just oh my body's like yes and there'll be just particular songs that will literally bring me to tears because I feel so tremendously grateful that the plant and my emotions and my body and my mind and my everything is spirit is all in this beautiful encapsulated green bubble of union. <laughs> I love it. And I love, as I mentioned before, I think I love doing these interviews Maybe this was before we started recording because I love getting these completely different but similar answers from people that I interview because everybody's different. Everybody's got different personalities, you know, in ways that you would never even imagine. And so, you know, I ask the same the same questions, but I get often just vastly different answers, which I which I really, really like. Um, and so, you know, here's the next question. It's on the similar level, but instead of music, what about movies and TV shows? Is your experience of those different at all when you're high? You know, I'm not a big movie or TV person. I, I'm, my husband's more into that stuff. I'm really kind of like, uh, I'd rather listen to music or sit down and learn something. But every so often, like when I do enjoy cannabis, I will like to uh, watch documentaries or whatnot. I do feel like I get a little more into it, but I don't want to say that it's because of that. I just, I don't, you know, I, I love, I just like to be, I just like to be in the feeling of what it is to feel connected with the plant. And it's not always to be obliterated. It's just to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are, are there um, certain types of documentaries? Certain types of documentaries. Gosh, I'm hugely into okay i'm a i'm a dork when it comes to intellectual shit i love dr jordan peterson he is probably one of my favorite people to listen to because he takes my ass down to these rabbit holes which i know cannabis can allow me to get there 
in a more introspective way. Like I was saying earlier, how sometimes it'll take me into these meditative spots. And Dr. Jordan Peterson is one of those people that I can listen to and have in the background, whether I'm watching him or just listening to him. And while I'm in the plant medicine, it will take me to these places where I can really reflect and absorb the insight that he's offering to me which is something I really like. Instead of numbing out, I'm not a numbing out with a TV kind of person. I like to learn stuff that brings me depth. You know what I mean? Of who I am. Who the fuck am I in this fucking poker game of life? You know, I want to know what goddamn cards I'm showing up to the table with. <laughs> I agree. I, tr- I've been, um, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and recently I've tried to focus my podcast more on this term on the side of news and science so I can learn about the world more. I was always interested in science anyway. Um, but you know, a lot of the ones that are more like mindless humor, I still enjoy, mm-hmm. but I don't listen to them as often because I want to just know more about this world. And yeah, like you said, like who I am. Um, yeah. so I, Another sort of similar question um, to like music and movies and TV. You've already sort of touched on this a little bit. What's your experience of food like when you're high? Ah, uh, see, now this is wonderful. I'm a foodie and my sweetheart, my honey, he's a chef. <laughs> so how fucking perfect of a relationship is that? Okay, hello. So yes, we always have amazing food in my fridge. Um, I particularly gravitate towards uh, anything spicy (laughs) i love asian food particularly thai food that is probably one of my favorites and the beauty of cannabis and food holy shit again don't even get me on the adaptogenic part of the herbs too because that with the endocannabinoid system let's just talk basil like holy basil and thai food is very very common as we know it's if you're familiar with thai food and holy basil is beautiful for our endocannabinoid system. It's filled with amazing terpenes. So the terpenes also help drive the cannabis profile or the cannabis experience for me. That's one of the things that is beautiful about enjoying nature. When you're smoking out, you get to smell the terpenes from the plant. And the terpenes are, there's like 150 of them in the plant of cannabis, but there's also, they're everywhere because terpenes are the compound that make the essential oil of plants. It's what makes a curative medicinal property of plants. So when you enjoy food, when you're enjoying scents in nature, while you are on the plant, you are raising your tone too while you're at it. So it's it's gorgeous to enjoy food while you're fucking high. I love it. Like I love the spicy. I love the basils. Give me the, the you know, like the heavy rosemaries and the things that just have a lot of flavor, garlics and oh yeah. <laughs> So food is one of those things that when you're high, well, I mean, anytime, but especially when you're high, there's the physical enjoyment of it. There's the flavors that you were just talking about. And then there's the mental side of things. You know, there's there's obviously that head high that we get. Um, what is there? Do you have a different mental state about the food when you're high? Do you experience it in a different way? What's going on in your brain? Uh, you know, I've noticed I've recently gotten into this phase of really gravitating towards mangoes. Because of, uh, I just love mangoes. I don't know if it's a Mexican thing. It's Maybe it is. But I love mangoes, <laughs> especially when I'm after coming down off my, my cannabis experience and when I'm, you know, getting back to planet Earth or whatnot. But I love mangoes. I love dried mangoes, juicy, delicious mangoes, and that mercine in there, that sedative deliciousness of it and the way it just, it's good for the digestion. So, yeah, 
fruits, and especially in the summertime, I do gravitate towards a lot of fruits and raw veg when I smoke. Yeah. Nice. And on sort of a similar um, similar tangent with with the physical and the mental, the next topic is sex. You know, cl- that's clearly <sighs> one of those that's very physical, but also very mental. <laughs> yes, it is. It's delicious. I love sex and cannabis. Absolutely delicious. It does allow... To me, I feel like I get more connected with myself. I'm, I'm already pretty pretty comfortable with my body at my age. I, I figured women in their forties, we get to a certain point where we're just like, fuck it. That's just what's going to happen. And this is what I'm going to ask for in bed. And if you don't know how to do it, I'm going to show you, or I'm going to coach you, or please tell me what you want. Cause I don't want to play guessing games. I want to get that at this and enjoy and really be present with you. So we like to be at, at my age. I think at my age, I want to just own it. I like to be assertive and I like to be very connected in bed and I can tend to uh, get, you know, get the power control thing. I like doing that, but I do feel that cannabis and sex is a beautiful experience. I do feel connected more, especially when my partner, he's not a very, very much into cannabis, but um, he do, he does do it sometimes. And I do notice that when he's also in that space with me, we do have a, a little bit deeper of a connection than usual. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I think especially with that, because it is so personal and uh, connected that it's, um, you know, that's more so than like movies and TV and food. That's more so when you're going to get that personal connection, you can you can connect with somebody on a deeper level in that case. Um, Mm -hmm. You had mentioned meditation before. Uh, What is what is how is your meditation different when you're sober and high? When I'm sober, I notice I tend to have a little bit more of an effort that I have to put into calming the monkey mind. Uh, my monk says the monkey mind. I go to a Theravada Buddhist monk center over here close to where I live. And my monk, uh, Master Shanta says you have the monkey mind. And he's wonderful at instructing us in uh, Samatha yoga and digging into ourselves, right? And really getting into it. But I do notice when I have cannabis, I can sink into that space where I can drop in a little bit more quickly and a little bit more effectively, which is wonderful. And I'm able to stay focused on whatever my mind is staying with instead of being as distracted with the shiny balls, the shiny, what's this, what's that noise and blah, blah, blah. And uh, yeah, I do love that about, about uh, cannabis and that, that I learned from is because of the anandamide. It naturally boosts anandamide in your brain. We have the CB1 receptor, which is probably one of the most abundant receptors in our brain is the CB1 receptor. Just to give you an idea how important cannabis really is, people, that when you smoke it, our anandamide boosts in our brain, right? So not only do you have it floating in your system already, but when you ingest cannabis or when you, in any way you do, not just smoke. I smoke, so I like to say smoke. But whenever you ingest it, you are naturally helping boost that bliss molecule in your brain. That's why we feel fucking good. That's why my shoulders dropped in that kitchen after 11 years of recovery, 11 years of of relying solely on like meditation and trying to figure out I'm going to put this into whatever, you know, my recovery is saying my tools need to be for that particular issue. Um anandamide just allows us to really step into that with a little bit more 
efficacy and safely. There's no toxicity to it. It's, it's good for us. You know what I mean? So yeah, fuck yeah. Meditation and cannabis, it's a whole different level. Yeah. And on a similar level, um, what about when you work out or stretch? Yes. Okay. So this was something that blew me away as I was studying the courses to become certified in cannabis, um, coaching and, and uh, advising the studies that started coming out recently that Dr. Sulak talks about, and he does these every month on a webinar. It's free to everyone, by the way, if you just look up healer.com and sign up, you can be a part of his free webinars and he will go over all the studies that came out recently in cannabis every month and the ones from the last year and this year. But there was a study particular that came out about the increase of endocannabinoid receptors in the tissues where there is any kind of injury. Now, we know when we do exercise, we're doing micro lesions, right, to build the muscle, right? And we're stretching out the muscle. So we're getting these tiny little, these tiny little like stretches and, and cuts in our muscle. So your body is already amping up its receptors in that area. So when you bring in cannabis, especially THCV or THCAV, which is the, uh, the, de the non-decarboxylated cannabis into your body, your anti-inflammatory response to those receptors is incredibly increased. So you are effectively increasing your recovery time while you are working out having had cannabis in your system. How awesome is that shit? That is pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I, I've only heard of a little bit. I do. I have heard that there are people who do like to get high and work out, which I think is weird. But from a physiology standpoint, <laughs> it actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, um, it does. And There's a study that, that um, they're starting. Yeah, no, I was, I'm was. i sorry to interrupt you because I'm so excited about this. Last year, it was on Edibles Magazine, I think it was. Um, they talked about briefly a snippet of a study that is being conducted with MMA fighters and NFL players and cannabidiol. Just to give you an idea that this is becoming now more accepted and more known. So this is awesome. Like we're going to hear some amazing stuff in the mainstream, you guys. Just hold tight. And for now, do definitely do your cannabis when you're working out. You will see your recovery time gets increased if you're doing hemp. Too, by the way, it's a bronchiodilator and a vasodilator and constrictor. So you're helping your blood vessels get the blood and oxygen it needs to go to those muscles. You're also allowing your lungs to expand to bring in the oxygen necessary while you're working out. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about, um, I know professional sports, they're debating discussing on whether or not they should allow their uh the uh why can i not think of the word the the sports people the guys who play and the women who play yeah, the sports um the athletes if they should right. be allowed to to yeah mm -hmm. smoke or use cannabis in some way and uh i mean i, I yeah. think especially yeah. with the mm -hmm. the way that the country is changing that sounds like it's gonna it's gonna go that direction um you clearly are very, very, very knowledgeable about the science <laughs> and everything that's going on inside the body. So my next question is usually, are you a pot nerd or a pot connoisseur? Um, obviously, the answer is yes. But I guess, can you maybe give us a little bit more information? Yeah, I, I love, you know, I'm a pot connoisseur when it comes to the terpenes. If it's because that's the truth, that is the fucking that's the that is the steering wheel of it all. 
is the terpene profile. Let's get real. You know, the cannabis plant is so gifting to us in the cannabinoids it has, but the terpenes are really what drives the medicine to where it needs to go. You know, so I do believe I'm more of a cannabis connoisseur when it comes to the terpene profile. Um, I'm a cannabis nerd when it comes to learning how it helps my body thrive and how I can help people thrive. It's been one of my missions since I was in my 20s. I mean, I studied psychology back at Cal State Northridge when I was in my 20s because I always wanted to help people. And then when I got into my insanity of my addiction and I got clean, I went to study counseling. I became a counselor because I've always wanted to help people. So when I learned about cannabis and what it does for people, you better fucking believe I nerded the fuck out. And especially I have my cousin was fighting cancer also for fuck for two and a half years. She was fighting this really fucked up mucosal tumor cancer that was attacking her um, sexual reproductive system. And she had just gone in and out of hospitals and radiation and chemo. And she's a mom to my beautiful little niece who was very young and very scared at that time too. And when my cousin finally, um, when I started working in the cannabis space, it was just around the time that she started taking cannabis. And it was not because of me. It was something that she started researching on her own. And she started taking cannabidiol, high doses. And she, her first scan after her cancer uh, operations came back clear. And she was like, what the fuck? Whoa. And she was afraid to say anything to her doctor. But, and, and I saw, I started working in it. I started learning from her how it was helping her. And I'm learning at the same time how cannabis is helping people, you know, just by working in this space, I'm learning about it. I became a total cannabis nerd, Spencer, total cannabis nerd, because it's all right to be fucking healthy. And it's our right to be able to grow our goddamn medicine in our backyard and to not be exploited because there's no reason we should be put on 20 goddamn pills to find relief from one damn symptom. You know what I mean? That's bullshit. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a topic that could be talked about for a long, long time. But in terms of being healthy, um, you have mentioned a couple times that you're vegan as well. So am I. What um, is that? Is your decision to be vegan related to cannabis at all? No, my decision to become vegan was because I'm Buddhist. Uh, uh, When I began to learn about ahimsa and the, the precepts of Buddhism, the, the precepts we live by as Buddhists, as a layman, are very simple. Like the monks are like a shitload. They have like 80 something. But for, <laughs> for us, it's like you don't harm life, yourself or others. Like that just fucking makes sense, dude. You know what I mean? Who the hell? Really? Second precept is you don't take anything that is not yours. That animal did not give its life for me. That animal did not give its child for me to have its breast, for me to have its fucking child taken away from it, to have its breast milk, to make cheese and dairy and shit from it? No. Nor did it lay its child for me to crack it on a fucking skillet and have that mother or those beautiful species of animals exploited for for being alive, sentient beings, for having, you know, no, that just didn't feel right. So A, don't hurt animals, don't hurt yourself. That's first precept. B, don't take anything that's not offered to you. And C, don't don't say things that'll create division, harm, or hatred. You know, don't uh, have sexual misconduct and don't take intoxicants. My approach as a Buddhist with the cannabis plant is to not take it as an intoxicant. I take it as medicine. 
So I was able to step into cannabis as a Buddhist with that approach and that respect to the plant. So it was a very different experience as it was when I was younger, as it is now when I approached it as a Buddhist and as a vegan, as a Buddhist, you know? <laughs> yeah, I 100% agree about everything that you just said. Um, has your view of the world or even of yourself changed since you started smoking cannabis? I do feel like I just got a little bit more connected, a little bit more connected. The more I lean into the plant medicine of it and the medicinal part of it, and the more respect I have for the plant, absolutely, absolutely. I love it. I love it. I'm uh, I'm looking at my some of my questions, and a lot of them um, you've essentially answered because you know <laughs> just in in you know how much is pot in your life? Well, it's daily, and it's your job. So I think that's a pretty clear answer. Uh, let's see. What do you, what do you think your future with cannabis is going to be like? You know, I'm I'm really really grateful. Having started in this space, working as a as a cannabis coach and advisor and, and helping clients no longer in the treatment setting like I used to, that was so, ugh, you know, now helping clients with cannabis, finding the relief that they need without having to deal with fucking side effects and toxicity of bullshit pharma is amazing, A. I see that being something I'm stepping into more and more um embracing it more and more lovingly and it just seems like it's opening up for me like i just to see the progress of my clients as they're getting the effective coaching with bringing up their endocannabinoid tone and bringing up their nutritional needs helping them with the plant medicine of functional mushrooms and helping them with like dialing in their their body consciousness and their mindfulness connection with their their health i see it being something that's going to be Hopefully, honestly, I would love for it to be part of medicine, really, just in general. And I'm hopeful it will be with, with such pioneers that we have, like Dr. Ethan Russo and Dr. Dustin Sulak and, and Dr. Raphael Mishulam. I mean, my God, when I met that man, I was in fucking tears, dude. Like, God damn. Those men, and they're just incredible. There's, there's so much hope of what cannabis is going to offer us in the future. Yeah, we have a lot to learn. Uh, and so thankfully, there are people like that who are studying it. Um, so the entire human race can benefit from it um, in some way. Um, I do have one more question for you. But before I ask that, do you have any sort of last words uh, or anything that, you know, I, I didn't ask about that you would like to talk well, about? I was going to take a big bong rip if you're cool with that, because I haven't had a bong rip in a minute. Is that cool? Please. So that was a one-to-one. -one. That was a one-to-one -one of my favorite hemp flower. Woo! Yeah. With some blue dream. Because I like the terpenes in that. It's piney, peppery, herbally, delicious. <laughs> so there we go. And see how there was no cough? That's the hemp. Because it's a bronchodilator. Boom! That's awesome. I, I think that might be a first <laughs> for this project. Um, so my, my last question is, what would you like to say to cannabis? Uh, you know, another way to look at it is if it were going away for a while or going away for good, what would you want it to know? <laughs> okay, now this question, I love how you're, the guests you've had have answered this is adorable because everyone has their own way. Okay, what would I say to cannabis? 
if cannabis was sitting in front of me and this beautiful entity of spiritual gorgeous green goddess that it is because to me it's a goddess i would tell her thank you i would tell her thank you so much for the gift that she is um the gift that she's been to me as a confidant as a buffer to shit as a sounding board to my thoughts as a big beautiful warm green hug when i needed her uh i would say thank you to her for being that seductress that helps unleash that tiger in me that sometimes needs a little a little extra nudge you know because she does that too for me and i would tell her honestly beyond gratitude thank you for saving so many people saving so many people especially the people that i'm related to fucking love her for doing that yes it has saved a lot of people and it, and it obviously has the potential to save a lot more and so hopefully it can do that and has the potential to do that uh, i want to thank you for being a part of this interview this podcast this project um we definitely had some weird technical issues there's like a good two to four second delay between us and if we didn't have that this conversation would have been much more back and forth and would have gone on a lot longer um there's obviously so 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 much that we could talk about um but i am very grateful for your time and um the information that you gave me the science the the maca the flax the chia the hemp seeds the people Aww. that you talked about i hope that everybody goes and looks more into all those things um and yeah. so uh i want to thank you thank you from the bottom of my heart yeah. this was excellent thank you and if you want more info just like look me up on instagram all those amazing doctors are they're linked on there and i always love to have education on there i will put posts about different things you can put into your diet that aren't cannabis related or they are cannabis related so you can always find something of resources, you know, and I want to thank you, Spencer, for making this place and this space for us to do a podcast to share our personal experiences with this beautiful plant. Thank you so much, my friend. You're welcome. That was uh, kind of the main reason or one of the main reasons why I did this was because I felt like it was this was not really something that people actually talked about. Uh, you know, people who get together and get high together and, you know, share a, a share a joint or a bowl or whatever. I, I didn't didn't seem like this was something that they actually talked about. Well, what do you actually feel? It was more of like an unspoken thing. Um, and so, right. I, yeah, I, I hope that more more people can listen. And I am actively trying to get more interviews. And so with that, we are going to end this uh, this episode, this podcast, this interview, and I will put all of Michelle's uh, social media links and any other links that she sends me, I will put those in the show notes. Uh, so th Michelle, thank you again. Thank you, Spencer. That was so much fun. <laughs>